I want you to go with me to the book of uh, 2 Timothy. And I want to start out what I believe I shall be talking to you in the subsequent weeks. As the Lord would give me the opportunity to. But I want to really speak to you. I want to really talk to you. I realize sometimes, you know, we, we go very fast when we preach. We go very fast when we prophesy, when we declare what the Lord is going to do. And if you're not careful, sometimes it tends to fly over people's heads. But what I want to intend to do as I begin to unveil these verses is I want to present it in such a way, in such a systematic way, so that everyone will grab a hold of it. There are so many things in these few verses that we will read that will truly bless you. In 2 Timothy, we read from chapter 4. We're going to read verses 7 and 8. I came across these verses a few days ago, and I felt in my spirit that the church needs to hear these things. Because the Lord stirred this in my heart, and I believe the Lord wants me to bring this word to you. 2 Timothy chapter 4, we're going to read verses 7 and 8. I want you to follow me as I read, and when I begin to expound on these things, I want you to please pay close attention. Like I said, I want to be systematic, and I want to present it in such a way where everyone would understand so some of the things I would say, I would have to read from my note. Is that okay? Yes. Verses 7 and 8, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge will give to me on that day and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Sometimes you have to repeat the word before it sinks into people's hearts. It's possible that we read this one more time. Because sometimes what people do is they skim through, but they don't really see what God is saying. Paul is writing to his son in the faith, Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. Day and not to me only, but also to all who have loved this appearing. There are several things I want us to look at in these verses. These verses are basically a summary of what the Christian life entails. Should I say that again? These verses are basically what the Christian life entails. 
I will endeavor to touch each aspect in these verses as much as possible and expound on them as much as I can. The first thing that I want you to see is Paul said, I have fought the good fight. I have fought the good fight. The only fight a believer in Christ is engaged in is the fight of faith. The only fight a believer in Christ is engaged in is the fight of faith. That is the only fight we fight. There is no other fight the Christian fights. When you hear the way some preach and teach, you will think that Christians are in a boxing ring with the devil. And for the most part, Christians are losing the fight. Because the way it is presented is so wrong, it's so unscriptural. The only fight that you will fight the rest of your life as a Christian is the fight of faith. I want to say the fight of faith. That is the only fight you fight. There is no other fight a believer in Christ is engaged in. The fight of faith is the only fight. 1 Timothy 6.12 Fight the good fight of faith. The good thing about this fight is that we win. That's a good place to say amen. Notice Paul in 1 Timothy 6.12 says fight the good fight. Paul said the fight we fight is the fight of faith. That's the only fight. So he writes in 1 Timothy 6, 12, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. To stay in faith is a fight. To stay in faith it's a fight. To stay in faith is a fight. What the devil will try to do is rob you of your faith. Because the devil knows the moment he robs you of your faith, you are defeated. The only fight you fight is a fight of faith. And to stay in faith is a fight. And I thought someone would say amen. So if the enemy tries to rob you of what God has given you, you've got to fight. You can't let the enemy rob you of what God has placed in your life. Because the devil is going to do everything he can to rob you of what God has given to you. But the only fight that you must fight is a fight of faith. Because when you are in faith, that is the only time you are able to resist the devil and he will flee from you. But if he steals your faith, or if he lets you give up your faith, then you've lost. Are you listening to me? The Bible says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. The Bible said, the just shall live by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Jesus will come to people and when they asked him to heal them, to open their eyes, he would ask them, do you believe I can do it? Because the only thing that will cause you to have victory in your Christian work is faith. 
Without it, you can't please God. Without faith, you can't overcome the world. Without faith, you can't live the Christian life. That is the reason why Paul writes to Timothy, he said, fight the good fight of faith. And to stay in faith is a fight. Tell three people to stay in faith. It's a fight. I said tell three people. If the enemy tries to rob you of what God has given you, you've got to fight. If you don't fight back in faith, the devil will rob you blind. Did you hear me? So you have to say, Satan, you can't have my child, for it is written, my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of my children. Because sometimes the enemy will try to put his hands on your children. But you have to tell him, Satan, you can't touch my child. For the Bible says, great shall be the peace of my children, and my children shall be taught by the Lord. Satan, you can't have my health. I mean, if you know that the enemy will try to attack your body. But you've got to say, Satan, you cannot have my health. For it is written, who himself bore my sins in his own body on a tree, that I, being dead to sin, might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes I was healed. Satan, you can't have my business. You can't have my career. For it is written, I will be above only and I'll never be beneath. Satan, you can't have my mind. For it is written, be anxious for nothing but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Make your request known to God. And the peace of God shall protect your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Satan, you can't have my marriage, for it is written, For this reason shall a man leave his father and mother, and cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Satan, you can't rob me of my destiny in God. For it is written, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans to do you good, and not to do you evil, to give you a future, and to give you a hope. If you don't fight back, if you don't push back, the enemy will take you out. If you don't fight back, if you don't push back, the enemy will cause you to get, basically to, to, to let go of your faith. And if you let go of your faith, you've let go of your victory. What is the fight of faith? The fight of faith is the fight to resist the opposer by standing firm on the promises of God. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you feel. Don't be moved by what you hear. Only be moved by the word of God. Amen. Tell someone I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by what I hear. I am only moved by the promises of God. Come on, if you believe it, give the Lord a big shout of praise the Lord. Sometimes situations will look contrary. But if you refuse to take no for an answer, 
Your faith in God will bring you through. Is there anyone here that will say no to the devil? I will not take no for an answer. The walk of faith, it's a fight. I said the walk of faith is a fight. I said the walk of faith is a fight. And I want to show you in the Bible a woman who walked in faith and did not lose out in that which God had given to him. Go, to the, go with me to the book of 2 Kings and chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Is this helping anybody? Praise God. I want to try to be systematic as much as I can. And so here we're first looking at I have fought the good fight. I have fought the good fight. Praise God. Second Kings, have you found it? Have you found chapter 4? Okay, let's read from verse 17. Verse 17. It says, and the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. I won't say he died. Yeah. Now, just to give you an understanding of what's happening here, what's unveiling here. Here was, here was a woman who had taken care of the man of God. Actually built him a house and uh, taking good care of the man of God. Right? And the man of God comes into this house with his servant, of course. And every time he was passing by, he would come in with his servant. And uh, they were relaxed and he studied the word. And, and she, he, they get fed. And then the day came when the man of God said, Look, this woman has taken care of us all this while. I believe something needs to be done for her. And so, to cut a long story short, the man of God prophesied over the woman and said, By this time next year, you shall carry a child. Is that correct? Okay, the same time came and this woman has a baby. Okay? And so, this child grows up, I believe to the age of 12, 13, and he goes out into the field with his father and he cries, My head, my head, my head. And the dad said, Take this child and take him to his mom. Is that correct? Right, And so the Bible says here that the young boy dies. Everyone say he died. Yeah. Now this is a gift from God. This is something that God has given to you. But you see, the fact that God gave you something does not mean the devil will not try to come and take it. Was it the right time for this boy to die? No, it was not. But was this boy a gift from God? Was this boy as a result of the prophetic? Exactly. By this time next year, you shall carry a miracle. By this time next year, you shall have a miracle baby. Don't forget when this woman was taking care of the man of God and the man of God said, hey, let's do something for them. The Bible says the woman's husband was old. In other words, the, woman, the woman's husband was not in the position... To help the wife. They couldn't have a child. 
But this child came as a result of the prophetic word of God. And this, this baby is a miracle baby. Say it with me. This child was a miracle child. Now, the devil is trying to take this miracle. That is exactly what the devil does. And if you do not fight in faith, the devil will take what God gave you. Are you listening to me? Many have been blessed, but they fail to understand that the fact that God has blessed you and God has given you something does not mean the devil will not try to steal it from you. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. Are you listening to me? So he came and he tried to take this miracle away from this woman. And so the baby died. We do not know the reason why he died, but we understand the boy kept saying, my head, my head, my head. What happened to his head? We do not know because the Bible does not tell us details. But the boy died. The miracle died. I want to say it with me. The miracle, the miracle. died. But the miracle was from God. This is where people must understand that yes, God gave it. But you've got to fight in faith to keep it. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. If you think the devil is going to stand by the side and clap hands for you as you take new territories, if you think the devil is going to stand by the side with his demons and clap hands for you as you start up a new business, if you think the devil and his demons are going to stand by the side and cheer you on as you get married. If you think the devil is going to stand by the side with his demons and clap hands for you as you travel to the nations of the world. Then you do not know what you are talking about. Because the devil is going to try to take that which God gave you. But the victory we have is in Christ. And the victory we have is the fact that we know. That no matter what the devil tries, we have the ability in Jesus to resist him. And that ability is faith in what God said. Faith in what God says we can have. Faith in what God says we can do. And as long as your faith is actively at work and you believe that God is able to resist the enemy, then you rise up in faith and you resist the enemy that's come to steal that which God gave you. Can someone give the Lord praise and glory in the house this morning? Hallelujah. The boy dies. Look at verse 21. I want, us to, I want us to see the faith of this woman. The Bible says, And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. Notice what this woman did. She took the boy, the dead boy, did not take the boy to the cemetery. She did not take the boy to the cemetery. No, she took the boy, dead boy, and put him on the bed of the prophet. Faith. Oh my God, people say I have faith. It's easy to say you have faith until trouble comes. When trouble comes, then we see we have faith. People talk the talk, but it's a whole different story to walk the walk. 
I'm preaching good. People talk the talk, but it's a whole different story to walk the walk. That's what we're preaching here. So that we don't have a bunch of people who have the ability to talk, but not the ability to walk. The woman in the middle of her biggest crisis, she still walked in faith. What do some people do? God, why me? Lord, why me? I thought you gave me this child. Look at what has happened to me. And people cry and people complain. But that is not the attitude to have when trouble strikes. That is not the attitude to have when the enemy tries to take away what God has given to you. The attitude that you must have must be the attitude of faith. Faith is an attitude. I say faith is an attitude. Faith is spiritual power. If there is faith in your heart... The faith in you will rise up and resist what the devil is trying to do to your family. What the devil is trying to do to your children. What the devil is trying to do to your business. What the devil is trying to do to your ministry. What the devil is trying to do to your money. Faith will rise, not complaints. Lord, why me? Lord, why me? The question, why me? What do you expect? Who should it be? Oh, why me? Why me? And you see, when people begin to say, Lord, why me? It shows that they have no faith. Why me is not the answer. Why me should not be the response. Faith should be our response. The woman took her dead child and took the dead child to the bed of the man of God and laid him there. I won't say she laid him there. On the bed of the man of God. Is it not interesting to also note that this woman who was blessing the man of God, about 14 years she started, 14 years ago, the same room she had built for the man of God was still there. You know what that tells me? The woman for 14 years is still in partnership with the ministry. I read that and I went, wow, 14 years after, because this boy is a lad. And the lad is about 12 to 14 years old. So if this boy is 14 years of age and the bed of the man of God is still there, it tells me that this woman had been in partnership with the man of God for about 14 years. Can someone say amen? Amen. Whether the man of God was there literally or not, the woman kept the bed. Can someone say amen? So she laid him on the bed. Everyone say she laid him on the bed. Of the man of God. Amen. You know when you are in trouble, you need to know the right place to go to. <laughs> you know when you are in trouble, you need to know the right people to call. You know when you are in trouble, when the enemy attacks you, you need to know the right people to call on the phone. You need to know the right company to hang out with. Praise God. She puts her son on the bed of the man of God. And the Bible says in verse 21, And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. My God. Look at faith. Faith is action. Pastor, I have faith. Pastor, I have faith. Show me. 
Tell someone, show me. I have faith. Show me. You've got to show faith. I believe, I believe. The Bible says even the devil believes. But the devil trembles. Faith has feet. Should I say that again? Faith has feet. Faith steps out. Faith does not stay in the boat. Faith steps out of the boat and walks on the water. Thank you for two amens. Faith has feet. Faith is action. Faith is not just what I say. Faith is what I do. James says, show me your faith and I'll show you my faith by my works. For faith without works is dead. Or faith without the word works there is faith without corresponding action is dead. Faith without corresponding action. This woman had faith. And here is a son. And her son dies. And her faith stirred her up. Not to cry. Not to complain. But to take the boy and put the boy on the bed of the man of God. And lock the door. You know some women are crazy. Crazy for Jesus. Crazy. Crazy good. That's the kind of crazy I'm talking about. Notice, she did not even consult with her husband. She was the one in faith. If you think about it, it was the woman's idea in the first place to feed the man of God. It was not the man's idea. The woman went to, the man, to her husband and said, I perceive this man is a holy man of God. Let's take care of him. Is that correct? And then they will feed him whenever he comes by. And then one day she goes to her husband and says, look, it's not enough to just give him food. Let's build him a place here. You know, some women are crazy. Crazily good. My God, I, I wish women would say amen to what I just said. She did not even go consult with her husband. Honey, you know, her son just died. My God, what are we going to do? Is this not from God? Oh, my God. Is that what she did? That's why in the book of Hebrews 11, the Bible says some women received their husbands back to life, even though they were dead. Some women. There's something about women. Something about crazy, crazy women. Crazy women of faith. They will, they will not take no for an answer. I'm preaching good now. Something about them. Something about them. Some, something about them. Something about just the confidence and the boldness to believe God. Whatever will happen, let it happen. But God must come through for me. Some women will fight for their family. God will come through for my family. That's why women, don't let, don't let any man put you down and make you feel insignificant. You have a major role in that home. Oh my God, look man. You have a major... My wife prays. My God, I don't just stand here because of me. She prays for me. She hardly prays for herself. I'm the number one prayer point. I am my wife's number one prayer, prayer request. 
prayer point. She's praying for me. Some women will fight. Devil, you're not going to have my home. Devil, you're not going to have my children. Devil, you're not going to have, you're not going to have what God has blessed me with. Can someone shout amen? amen. Preaching to women now. That's why before you marry, open your eyes well, men. Wash them clean with water. And marry the right one. When you're sleeping and snoring, she's pressing in. Praying. Praying. And then men, you learn to tell them what you want to do. Don't run around or do your own thing and then come back and say, I've decided. <laughs> because, listen, women have intuition. The moment you tell them, they see what men are. Some men are. Not all men, some. Some men are. Yeah. That's why it's important to tell your wife. Tell her first. Let her be the first to know the plan. And then, hey, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Not that, not that, no, no. No, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Don't you see? No, I don't see. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> men say amen. amen. I said men say amen. amen. Come on, men. Your amen is weak. <laughs> she did not cry and complain no she took the boy even though he was dead he put, she put him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door notice what she did in verse 22 and she, and she called unto her husband and said send me I pray thee one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. Notice she did not even tell the husband, our son is dead. People, this is not insubordination. This is faith. She was not being unsubmissive to her husband. No, she knew that this child came as a result of my faith. It's my faith that will keep him. She knew it. She knew it. So she said, hey, send me one of the young men. Send me a donkey. Because I have to go to the man of God. Notice she did not say, tell my husband our son is dead. No, let him do what he's doing in the field. I'll carry this. Praise God. Verse 23, and he said, Wherefore wilt thou go? Notice, notice, notice verse 23. Why should you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. So the husband is saying to the wife, Why do you want to go to the man of God today? This is not the day of appointment. Listen to what she said. And she said, It shall be well. Ah. ah. Faith is speaking now. But you see, faith speaks, but faith acts. 
She's not just speaking. She's also acting. Because faith is seen in action and faith is heard in words. She's not just talking. Some people can talk, but they don't do it. Are you listening now to me? It shall be well. That's all you need to know. That's why sometimes don't tell everybody details. Because if you talk too much about it, they'll rob you of your faith. Just keep it to yourself. Know what you're believing God for. And keep that faith strong. Maybe one or two people need to know, but not everybody. A lot of times the problem with having faith and staying in faith is that we talk too much to too many people. And then people begin to ask you, is it possible? Are you sure? I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. When you have that big project you want to embark, and then you begin to tell everybody, hey, I want to do this, I want to do that. They ask you, are you sure? Because they don't have faith. They're going to sow the wrong seed into you. And it's a seed of doubt. And if that seed comes in, it's going to eradicate your faith. Can you, are you sure? Did God tell you? That's why we don't tell people details. We don't tell people details until it manifests then you see it. Oh yeah. You've got to learn this. You've got to learn this because some people are, are like the brothers of Joseph. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Behind your back. <laughs> learn to keep the secret between you and God. There is, listen, the Lord will give me a word and I don't have to say it all the time. I don't, say, I don't have to say it immediately. The Lord will release you at the right time. When the right time comes to give that word or tell people what the Lord has told you, the Lord will let you know when the right time comes. Some people are so in a hurry. Pastor, I saw a dream yesterday. God spoke to me. And they're telling everybody. And then... When people hear what the Lord wants to do with your life, they question it. Because they don't have faith to believe for something big. My brother was talking to me yesterday. He lives in London. And so, years ago, my God, life was hard. You talk about hardship. Oh. So he came to visit for the first time. And he said to me, hey, God will come on. Come to London. We live in London. I will take care. We'll, we'll help you. We'll settle down in London well. Come, move to the UK. My wife was pregnant with Irene. Come, move to, to London. I didn't even know he remembered that. This was 15 years ago. He said, come to London. The moment he said, come, I felt sick in my spirit. I said, no, I'm not coming to London. I'm not coming. Guess what he was telling me on the phone yesterday? He said, in our Bible study, I was telling them about you. I was telling them that, look, man, this guy, this my brother, refused to come to London. And everyone wants to come to London. But he doesn't want to come to London. And then, and then he said to them, he said, I have a British passport, but it seemed like he's traveled to more countries than I have. Why? Because he knew what God wanted him to do and he stayed, in, he stayed with it. Faith is knowing what God wants you to do and staying with it. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what people say. 
Don't be moved by what you hear. Don't be moved by how you feel. Don't be moved by your present circumstance. Because if you stay in faith, the circumstance must change. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're responding. Come on now. You think you have to go to a place to succeed? Give me a break. If you can't succeed where God has placed you, you can't succeed nowhere else. If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And I tell you, God is good. And God will take care of you. And God will increase you. And God will bless you. And God will open up doors for you. It is not impossible for God to raise a man up. It is not impossible for God to raise a woman up. No matter where you are, God can make way where there seems to be no way. All you've got to do is believe. Believe for all things are possible to him that believes. Can someone shout hallelujah? Send me a young man. Send me a donkey. I need to go to the prophet. Why do you want to go to him today? It's not the Sabbath. It's not Saturday. Why do you want to go to him? You shouldn't go to him today. It shall be well. Tell three people it shall be well with you. Come on, say it like a minute. You're prophesying now. You're prophesying. It shall be well with you. I'll prophesy over you. I prophesy over your business. I prophesy over your family. I prophesy over your money. I prophesy over your marriage. I prophesy over your children. I prophesy over your destiny. It shall be well with you. Come on. Give the Lord praise. Give the Lord praise. It shall be well. It shall be well. It shall be well. I don't care what the devil throws at you. It shall be well. I don't care what the devil seems to be stealing from you. It shall be well. I don't care the state of your finance. It shall be well. I don't care what the devil seems to do with your children. It shall be well. I don't care what the devil has done in your business. It shall. It shall be well. It will be well. It is okay. Come on now. Glory to God. Man, I'm preaching myself blessed. I said I was going to be systematic. But I don't know how to be systematic sometimes. Ha! Oh, my God. It will be well. Tell yourself it shall be well. Come on, put your hand on your... Do it like, I, it shall be well. It shall be well. It shall be well. It shall be well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because here's the devil wants to basically... Get you to the point where you're so discouraged and you begin to complain and, and people say, I think God has forsaken me. How can God forsake you? The Bible says, can a woman forget her nursing child that she would not have... Com no, don't say no because it's yes. Uh, <laughs> listen when the scripture is done and then you know whether it's yes or no. Can a, can a woman forget her nursing child? Think about her nursing mothers. Think about all our mothers here. They just delivered new babies. They're nursing them. The Bible says, can a woman, look at the comparison that God uses. Can a woman like that, who truly loves her child, can she forget her? Or his, or her, I mean her child, meaning him or, him or her. Can she forget her nursing child? But haven't we seen women who got rid of their babies? Oh yeah. Haven't we seen women or heard of women who had their babies and, and threw them away? 
I don't want to have anything to do with this baby. Yeah. Can a, can a woman forget a nursing child that she will not have compassion on the child of her womb, though she may forget? Listen to what God says. I have not forgotten you. Amen. You are inscribed in the palm of my hands, Amen. and your walls are continually before me. Amen. God cannot forget you. God cannot forget you. God cannot forget you. Absolutely impossible because that is not God's nature. What are you going through? God hasn't forgotten you. What are you dealing with? God hasn't forgotten you. What are the battles that you're facing right now? I have good news. God has not forgotten you. Do you know something? God is in the middle of it. Oh, all he wants you to do is to realize I am there. Right in the middle of your battle. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's going to be there all the time. Praise God. All the time. All the time. Say it again. It is well. I just like that. I just like that. Just imagine the faith of the woman. Get me a young man. Get me a donkey. Why you want to go to the man of God? It's well. It's well. Notice verse 24. Then she said with an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I beat thee. Go in a hurry. Go in a hurry. So she went and came unto God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her from afar off that he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is the Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Ha, ha, ha. Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. Hey, brother, is it well with you? Sister, is it well with you? Oh, you know some people say, Pastor, I'm not sure. Because yesterday night, because last month, because it's not working like I thought it would. So things are so bad and things are so hard and things are so tough. I don't even know why God has forsaken me. When you begin to speak like that, you begin to question the character of God. You're questioning the character and the integrity of God. God said, I'll never leave you. And here you are saying, I think he left me. You're questioning God's character. You're questioning God's integrity. God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. When you walk through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through fire, even fire, when it seems like, my God, you will be burnt up, God says, the flames will not kindle. 
Can someone shout amen? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, even in the presence of mine enemies, those who want to kill me, those who want to take me out, those who want to destroy me. Right before them, God prepares a table, a table of blessings, a table of increase, a table of prosperity, a table of authority, a table of power, a table of increase, a table of the goodies of heaven. All that God does is prepare a table before me and I've got to sit there and I've got to enjoy all that God has on the table in spite of what the enemy does. Who cares about the enemy when God is with me? Nobody can be against me. When God is on your side, nobody can be against you. When God lifts you up, nobody can be when God opens the door, nobody can shut the door. Come on, give him praise and give him glory in the house this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice and praise him. Lift your voice and praise him. Lift your voice and praise him. Give him the glory. Give him the praise. Come on, lift your voice. Give him glory. Give him praise. Come on, you have the victory. You have the victory. You have the victory. My God, you have the victory. Come on, lift your voice and give him praise and give him glory. My God, when men say there is a bringing down, God says there is a lifting up. When God says yes, no one can say no. When God opens the door, nobody can shut it. I prophesy to you this afternoon. It may seem as if the doors are closed. But I tell you, no, no, no. The doors are not closed. The only reason it seems like they are closed is because you're looking with your naked eyes. But I tell you, those doors have been swung open by the power of Almighty God. And if you can... God has done in the realm of the spirit. Those doors will open in the natural. For when God opens it, nobody can shut it. And someone shout amen. My God, I pray somebody will give the Lord a big shout of praise. A big shout of praise. My God. Hallelujah. Tell three people it is well with me. It is well with my family. It is well with my children. It is well with my business. It is well with my ministry. It is well. It is well. It is well. Oh my God. Who cares what the devil says? Who cares what popular opinion says? Because a lot of times, most people would say it's not possible. But it doesn't matter what they say. What matters is what he says. Majority don't carry the vote when it comes to walking in faith. What do you think, brother? What do you think, brother? What do you think, sister? Who cares what I think? What he thinks is what I believe. What he thinks is what I believe. He says I can have it, I will have it. He says I can do it, I will do it. He says I'll travel to the nations of the world, I will travel. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. He said it. I will have it. He said it. I will do it. What has he said to you? What has he told you? What has he told you? You marry that husband. Yes, you marry. You have a wife. Yes, you will. You have your own family. Yes, he said it. But pastor, I'm getting old. Who cares how old you are? 
Who cares? If Abraham had considered his physical body, if Sarah had considered her physical body, Isaac, the child of promise, would not have been born. If you consider the way things are in the natural, the things of the spirit will be limited. You don't consider how things are in the natural. I don't care what the news media says. It is what God says that matters. If God says you will have it, you will have it. it my God. Hallelujah. Pastor God, you say I'm traveling to the nations. Uh, nobody has even traveled from my family. Nobody has even done anything because we all came from the village. God is able to take a man from the village and lift that man up on a pedestal. And the whole world will see and the whole world will know that this couldn't have been done by him. This can only be done by God. Yeah. Come on now. I say come on now. Those of you that are here to go to university, you're going to do well. Yeah. You, you, you will be the pride of your family. Yeah. Come on now, I'm prophesying to uni students here. You will be the pride of... People never... Nobody went to university. Nobody's got a degree in my family. You will have a degree. Yeah. You finish well. You come out in flying colors and you will be the pride of your family. Yeah. Come on now, praise the Lord. Yeah. Come on now, praise the Lord. Yeah. With God, it's not late. With God, there's nothing like you're too old. With God, there's nothing like you're too young. With God, there's nothing like you're too fat. With God, there's nothing like you're too skinny. With God, there's nothing like you are not educated enough. With God, there's absolutely nothing like that. Because when God commands a blessing, nobody can resist that. My God, I'm preaching good. Give the Lord praise in the house. My, my, my.